Blog Talk Radio.
verse 1, 2, 6 down to verse 9, and we'll look at verse 14 and verse 16. See, you have to believe that the righteous spirit will teach you. As a matter of fact, and understand, if you got that righteous spirit, then understand what Yahweh got written in Surah 210. We'll come right back to this uh, Romans day, Elder. So he got something written that we can read in Surah 2, verse 10. If you understand that the righteous spirit will teach you in that very same hour, and then you ever catch a ministry, put that on the table, then what you're saying, the almighty Yahweh, you take it from here. So you want Yahweh to examine you, and that's why you're not going to hear that mentioned nowhere but in the sixth and on account. And we got to believe that. So, and this is what he told the seer in 2 verse 10. He looked him eyeball to eyeball and he told the seer. What did he tell him in 2 verse 10 there, Elder? Book of Surat, chapter 2, verse number 10 reads, Look at the generation of old and feet. Did there ever any trust in Yahweh and was confounded? Did any abide in his fear and were forsaken? Whom did he ever despise that called upon him? You see that? So he letting you know he's perfect in his understanding. He said, it's no generation can tell you that when you had your mighty one right, he did not victoriously delivered you. You got to make sure you got your Yahweh right according to the pages of the book. So, and if you understand that, when we get to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 6 through 9, 14 through 16, then we we cooking pretty good. And what that say there, Elder, come on. Book of Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, 2, verse number 6 through 9. Verse 14 and 16 reads, Book of Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for them which are in Yahweh the Son. You walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verse number 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Yahweh the Son has made me free from the law of sin and death. Verse number 6. For to be currently minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7. Because carnal mind is enmity against Yahweh, which is not subject to the Torah instruction, the law of Yahweh, neither indeed can be. Verse number 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. Verse number 9. For you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. If any man have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of Yahweh, they are the sons of Yahweh. Verse 16. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the family, the children of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that was, that was some excellent reading there, no doubt about it. And you brought out some great points, and I'm a great note-taker. That's what I believe my strength is, is taking notes. Now, you, now you read a profound statement in verse 9 and 14, and we need to go back over that again and see if we find some precepts in what you just got through delivering. 
and verse 9 and verse 14. That was SNL for this national audience sake. Let's see, can we bring that back in? Verse 9 and verse 14 out at Romans 8, verse 9 and 14. What does it say, I elder? Come on. The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse number 9 and verse 14 reads Romans 8, verse number 9. For you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. If any man have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of Yahweh, they are the sons of Yahweh. You see, so so when you led by the spirit of Yahweh, then you be sons and daughters of Yahweh. Meaning. If you make your decision according to the spirit of Yahweh, then you live by the spirit of Yahweh. And that's big chocolate there. So that's how when we know who you are and who you're not. Because when you live by the spirit of Yahweh, you're going to do the things of the spirit of Yahweh. See, now that's big chocolate there. So that means one thing. If you live by the spirit of Yahweh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, mother wanted. Mother said, "See, I want to come on and holler that microphone. We here. Oh, I want to holler that microphone too. Hallelujah. So, um, one of the mothers out of Camp One, Mother East, said, "Listen, see, I want to holler that microphone too, because we know what this day is all about, and we know what we're pushing for." So, Mother East, Tribe of Dot Judah, Yahweh BJC Royce. Yahweh bless you, still Israel, a seed Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, that mother. Now, mother, now you, you hear those hear all in that microphone, and, and you know he he's returning back the hands of time, and, and we clear you you want to holler that microphone too, and we know mother Z saying, look there, just keep on putting some verses down. I'm gonna holler that microphone if needed now or later, and that's a great thing too. So my mother, so now we watch everybody on the page of the book. So if you led by the spirit of Yahweh, then that means one thing you'll do according to Isaiah 26, verse 3. So that's why you have to watch them all by the page of the book. We watch everybody. How we watch the six and nine accounts by the pages of the book. So mother, mother, mother E. What can we read out of Isaiah 26, verse 3? See, when you led by the spirit of Yahweh, that's a game changer. You're going to do what the spirit of Yahweh requires of you to do. And in Isaiah 26, verse 3, so don't worry about what they say and they feel it. But what, do we, what can we read, mother, in Isaiah 26, verse 3? Look at Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, read. Thus will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Mm-hmm. So, Yahweh got it written, mother. If you keep your mind on him, what he say that he'll do, mother, according to that verse 26. What he say he'll do, according to verse 26. 
keep you in perfect peace. You keep you in perfect peace. So if you catch somebody all over the place, then you right there in there, you ain't lying with the Bible. So whatever you say out your mouth, we know you ain't lying with the Bible. Uh, Elder, in First Corinthians chapter two, First Corinthians two, Elder, verse six, and then we'll skip down to verse nine, sixteen. So see, this is what we try to tell you. We rehearsing the righteous act and just says Yahweh from the page of the book. And like Moses tell you plainly, I'm with you as long as I know I can look at Acts 15.15 and you identify with Acts 15.15, which we're not going to read. We're going back to our elder, lead teacher out of count one in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I mean 2, verse 6. Hey, elder, you're back on the clock. Come on. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse number 6. Verse number 9 through 16. Yes, sir. Yeah, what that say? The book of 1 Corinthians 2. Verse number 6 reads, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, or the princes of this world, they come to nothing. Verse number 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard. He had entered into the mind of man, heart of man, the things which Yahweh prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But Yahweh revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of Yahweh. Verse number 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of Yahweh know of no man, but the spirit of Yahweh. Verse 12, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahweh, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yahweh. Verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, which the righteous spirit, the Holy Ghost teaches, compares spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, but the natural man received not the things of the spirit of Yahweh, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15. He that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. Verse 16. Who have known the mind of Yahweh, that he may instruct him? We have the mind of Yahweh the Son. <laughs> But and now, Ellie, you are uh, you dropped another profound statement that we need to examine. And at verse thirteen, you just identified something, and we need to bring back out thirteen again. And mother, have me that Daniel chapter nine verse twenty-two. So you be turning that Daniel nine twenty-two. But uh, myself and old Ellie, we're gonna examine that. Verse number 13, one more, one more again. And at first Corinthians chapter 2, there, um, Elder, you just made a profound statement that we that you did read it. But we want to examine verse 13 one more time. Come on. The book of First Corinthians 2, verse number 13 reads, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man wisdom teaches, 
which the righteous spirit, Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So we found out this Holy Ghost, this uh, righteous spirit, this angel is a teacher. So he's a teacher. And that's what we come on to. We come on this broadcast to be taught. We come on to teach. We find out right now that this righteous spirit is a teacher. But now we want to find out from mother what do this righteous spirit teach. And we're going to find out. And then once you are taught by this righteous spirit, then we're supposed to know that you going to have something that we can read that mother getting ready to read in Daniel chapter 9, verse 22. Now, Mother Eve, one of the mothers out of Camp 1 is going to tell you exactly, when you have this Holy Ghost or this righteous spirit, this angel working with you, Mother getting ready to tell you exactly what is required and what we know about you according to Daniel 9, 22. Hey, Mother Eve. What can we read out of Dan, out of Daniel nine twenty two? What can we read, Mother? Book of Daniel, chapter nine, verse twenty two. Verse twenty two reads, and he informed me and talked with me and said, "O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding." Yeah. So, so, Mother. You is led by the Spirit, and we read earlier in Romans that if you do not have the Spirit, you're not of Him. But if you led of the Spirit of Yahweh, Mother, according to Daniel nine twenty two, what is required and what we supposed to know how you gonna perform according to nine twenty two. We can rest with you because we know you got what? And down your nine twenty two mother? Skills and understanding. Hey, that's a skill and understanding. Skills and understanding. Clear that you have skill and understanding if you led by the spirit of Yahweh. That's how you know you got the mind of Yahweh. You led by the spirit of Yahweh, and we're here coming out your mouth. Skills and understanding. Now, precept that mother to Acts chapter 7, verse 51 and 53. And it'll, I'll, meet you over, I'll, I'll meet you over in Leviticus chapter 24, verse 10. I'll come back with you after men, mother walked down memory lane in Acts chapter 7, verse 51 and 53. Because, see, you got to watch those that stand before you. They must exhibit skills and understanding through the scripture. And they must put on the table some profound things in Acts 7, 51 and 53. What does it say there, Mother E? Acts chapter 7, 51 and 53. Come on. The book of Acts chapter 7, verse 51 and verse 53. Verse 51, you skip me an uncircumcised mind and ear. You do always resist the righteous spirit. As your father did, so do you. 53, who have received the law by the disposition of the angels 
and have not kept it. So, Mother, what do the world resist according to 51 and 53, especially 53? So when you resist this, he said you are stiff-necked. Mm-hmm. So he says in verse 53, Mother, look at it real carefully in, in 53. He says, you always, um, you talk a good game, but he said 53 is your biggest problem. What can we read, Mother, in Acts chapter 7 and expound on verse 53 there, Mother, he come on. Fifty-three is saying that they um, have received the law, but um, by the disposition of angels, that they have not kept it. You see that, mother? That's excellent. So what it is, they give up, they, they don't want to do the law, mother. They drop a good guy, they don't want to do the law. Mm-hmm. See? It's a law. They received the law, but they paid the law, no, never mind. And in some if they pay, no, never mind, that we get ready to read when the elder can take a look at it in Leviticus chapter 24, verse number 10. And mother, have me that Romans chapter 11, 33. We already have your mark in there, one of them five markers in Romans 11, 33. But we're going to examine a few things. They say, you know, um, we always resist the law, and we're going to find out a little bit more what you kick against and what do Yahweh thinks about that. Because remember, Elder read a verse in verse Corinthians 2. As a matter of fact, Elder, we might as well read this again for the national audience. You read a profound statement in first Corinthians 2. Verse 16. For the national audience sake, we might as well take a look at that again because sometimes we can have an attention span is short, but sometimes it's long. I don't know. So we're going to bring it back up, up again and precept that to Leviticus 24:10. But I want to look at 1 Corinthians 2 16 one more time, Elder. What can we read out of 1 Corinthians 2 16? One more time, he'll come up. Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. Verse number 16 reads, Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. Verse number 16. For we have known the mind of Yahweh the Father, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Yahweh the Son. You see that? He said, who who knows his mind? Only way you don't know his mind to instruct him, you got to go back and see exactly uh, about his mind. So the key, what we read here, who knows his mind? Only way you're going to find out about his mind, you're going to have to go and check his mind in action, ask about his mind. Now, we're going to find out about his mind. Only way you don't know his mind. You must check and see what's written about his mind. So we're going to Leviticus 24, verse 10, Elder, and what we're going to find out about Yahweh's mind. We're going to find out now. 24, 10, Leviticus. Elder, let's read a little bit and see about his mind there. Come on. 
Book of Leviticus, chapter 24, verse number 10 reads, Leviticus 24, verse number 10, And the son of an Israelitish woman, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the children of Israel, and this son, and this, and this son of an Israelitish woman and a man of Israel strolled together in the camp. Verse number 11. The Israelites' woman's son blasphemed the name of Yahweh and cursed him. And they brought him unto Moses and his mother. His name was Shalopnith, the daughter of Badri, of the tribe of Dan. Verse number 12. They put him inward that the mind of Yahweh might be showed them. Verse 13. Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 14, Bring for him that hath cursed without the camp. And all that heard, heard him laid their hands upon his head, and that all the congregation stoned him. Verse 15, And I shall speak unto the son of Israel, saying, Whosoever curse Yahweh shall bear his sin. Verse 16, and He that blasphemes the name of Yahweh. He shall surely be put to death. Now all the congregations shall surely stone him, as well as the stranger, as he that is born in the land. When he blasphemeth the name of Yahweh, shall be put to death. So Paul was saying, you won't know the mind of Yahweh. And Leviticus 24 verse 12 says, um, most of them want to know the mind. He said, you want to know my mind? Okay. i tell you my mind. If you blaspheme against the name of Yahweh, I'm okay. That's my mind. So that's how you know his mind. When you blaspheme his name, then the man has got it written that I'm going to keep. So there it is right there. So who know the mind of Yahweh? Go back and see Go back and see exactly how he rolled. Now, um, now, Mother Eve, we know you're holding Romans chapter 11, 33. <laughs> but we want to be clear that he, he always leave a mess with the fear about his mind. And always he got it written in Malachi 3, 3.16, Mother. He got it written according to his mind. He got it written about his mind. You got to read, Mother, that we can go in the book of Malachi 3, verse 6. Make it 3, verse 6. Then we're going to skip down to 16 through 18. So we're going to find out. Because Paul found northern kingdom, and Judah was there too. And what was one to know was his mind. What is his mind? And we find out if you blaspheme against, the name of Yahweh, I'm going to kill you. So we just found that out. So we want to precept that and see is there anything written with the fears pertaining to that by looking directly at Malachi 3, verse 6. Then we'll skip down to 16 through 18 months. So take your time there, Mother Eve. The world is listening over 900,000 strong on the international side. So Malachi 3, 6, 16 through 18, what does it say? Come on. 
book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6, and 6, 16 to 18. Book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6 reads, For I am the Yahweh, I change not. Therefore you sons of Israel are not condemned. Verse 16. Then they that fear the Yahweh speak often one to another, and the Yahweh hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Yahweh and that thought upon his name. Verse 17. And they shall be mine, said the Yahweh of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serve him. Verse 18. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serve Yahweh and him that serveth him not. Mm-hmm. So, the mind of Yahweh, he don't change. And he said, you, you have the discernment between the good and the evil. The one that serve him and serve him not. But his mind saying, his mind is through the fear, it's saying, if you got his name right, when he make up his jewels, you will be mine. That's why it's so important to know his name. You know, they can fight around with his name and call him all the other names that they're coming up with. But he, he then you know, if you hold tight and have my name right to the end, when I make up my jewel, you will be mine. So, Mo, now, now giving that verse in Romans chapter 11, verse 3, you know, you got your five markers already laid out. So now don't you flip right on back to Romans chapter 11, verse 33, and, and it'll have me that um, Psalms chapter 19, 7 through 10 waiting on me. But, Mo, we want to examine something of it. Who know the mind of Yahweh? That was Paul told to the northern kingdom and Judah that was scattered throughout all of Japanic land that they call Europe. The mind of him, if you blaspheme the name of Yahweh, that's his mindset. I might not get you today, but I'm going to get you tomorrow. And that's why we come humble that you know, you know, even after ones out there in Nigeria. The man got one name. And Judah's supposed to bring you the one name and lay it out before you. Because it's been it been shown soundly through the pages of the book. Who's supposed to sit the order in order according to the elder going give me something real quick. Let me pause for a minute, Elder. I want to kind of give us something because it's written in Genesis forty nine, eight through ten. And 33, verse 1 and 7, back-to-back, Elder. See, because the Gadites, all the other tribes, Levites, all of them got the mouth going. But then the Yahweh got it laid out about everything. All we got to read a little bit of something 
And the elder going to take a look at something about called the order of things. And Genesis 49, 8 through 10, and Deuteronomy 33, verse 1 and verse 7. Hey, hey, elder, y'all got what that say that we can read for this national audience come out? Look at Genesis chapter 49, verse number 8 through 10, read. Genesis 49, verse number 8. Yachter Judah, you are he whom your brethren shall praise. Your hand shall be in the neck of your enemies. Your father's family, children, shall bow down before you. Verse number 9. Yachter Judah is a lion's whip from the prey, my son, that are gone up. He stooped down, he couches as a lion, and as an old lion, we shall rouse him up. Verse 10. The scepter shall not depart from Yachter Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. Now to him shall the gathering of the people be. Mm-hmm. And, and this Shiloh is Yahweh the son. So Judah's supposed to hold down until Shiloh come. And Shiloh is old peaceful one, which is Yahweh the son. So, so Judah will be the one that, that would ever be in the type to tell you something, and Moses put it in writing too. Moses put it right in writing, but time to come in 33, 1 and 7. What did he say we can read to hell? 33, 1 and 7. We're going to do Deuteronomy 33, verse number 1. Verse number 7 reads. We're going to do Deuteronomy 33, verse number 1. And this is the blessing when Moses, the man of Yahweh, Bless the family of Israel, the children of Israel, before his death. Verse number seven. This is the blessing of Yahweh Judah. And he said, Hear Yahweh, the voice of Yahweh Judah. Bring him unto his people, that his hand be sufficient for him, and be thou a help to him from his enemies. Mm-hmm. You see? So it's already prophesied who supposed to do what. And some jump off in the tight. Now, if you're right, still check in with Judah. Because Judah will agree with you. But suppose you not right. You're going to step past Judah and, and do your own thing, you're going to lose. Judah is the one that gives the law right now until Shiloh, which is Yahweh the son, comes. He'll tell you exactly what he's saying according to the page of the book. Now, Mother, again, take a look at this in Romans chapter 11, because we still dealing with the mind in 33, and let's see, do we need 34? We'll find out after Mother read Romans 11, verse 33. Let's see what it says, we can read Romans chapter 11, verse 33, that Mother, what does it say before this national audience in Romans 11, 33? What that say? The book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 33. Of the death of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of Yahweh, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. You see that? All the depth of his riches, you can't sit around and think about what he's saying. You have to really know what he's saying, the depth of it. You can search all you want to, but you're 
you got to be led by the spirit of Yahweh. But Paul was talking some good talk, mother. Now, for the Paul to go to all that extent of talking that way, that means he had to pull that verse, mother. That verse was pulled. Paul could have not said that unless he pulled that verse, but he just said it another way. Let's run to Isaiah 40, verse 13, and see what Paul is saying. What was he really saying, mother, that we can read? In Isaiah 40, verse 13, what was he really saying? Because he had to pull that verse. Isaiah 40, verse 13. What are you saying there, mother? Come on. The book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 13. Isaiah 40, 13. Who had, di- who had directed the spirit of the Yahweh of being his counsel? Have thou, have, have thou, oh man, have thou thought, taught him, have thou taught him? Mm-hmm. He said, who have, the, who have directed mine of Yahweh? Have you taught him? You know his thoughts? All way you're going to find out his thoughts and whatever, you're going to have to know what's written in this page of the book. You got to go back and search the scriptures and see what he what he owns to make a a profound and just read what he say. That's it. If you don't know what to do today, look at yesterday, and that will be produced shortly after he'll bring me that bring me that um Psalm chapter nineteen verse seven to ten backed up in Second Corinthians ten three through five to he'll see. The only way you're going to know the mind of Yahweh, you have to burn some midnight oil, and he'll tell you his mind is through the pages of the book. So in Psalms 19, 7 through 10, backed up with the elder swinging straight to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it should tell us something. What should it tell us, elder? Yahweh, come on. Book of Psalms, chapter 19. Verse number 7 to 10 reads, Book of Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of Yahweh is sure, making wise the simple. Verse number 8. The statutes of Yahweh are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of Yahweh is pure, enlightening the eyes. Verse number 9. The fear of Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of Yahweh are true and righteous altogether. Verse number 10. More to be desired of they than gold. They than much fine gold. Sweet also than honey and the honeycomb. So, well, we have found out that the mind of Yahweh is perfect. Um, give me that 548. In the mind of Yahweh the Son, if we go to Matthew 5, 48, can you help me out? And then we can kind of get into his mind and, and understanding his mind, because his mind is what's written. So he was talking in Matthew 5, 48 about this being perfect. He said, you got opportunity to be perfect. The Son was like who? 548 Matthew, what it say to the other? Look at Matthew 5, 
Verse number 48 reads, Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So he tells you, you can't be perfect. And we find out how you be perfect. It's just knowing the mind of the aqua. How you know the mind of the aqua? We find out. Hey, let's read to Exodus chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3. Verse 6, 17, and 18. Before you read that, let's go and see if you get in the type. I want to go check some out first to see if you get in the type. We're going to Acts chapter 12, verse 1, because you might get in the type. And you might get in the type and like we like the world in the type as we speak today. Now, this is why they're in a type, because they don't search the scripture to see the so. Now, before we do Exodus 12, 1, 2, and 3, 6, then 17 and 18, we're going to see what, what can get you in the tight. If you don't know the rules and regulations, and you probably be, is in the tight today. A whole mm-hmm. lot of them is in the tight today because of what we get ready to read in Acts 12, and we'll read down until we get that famous word that's going on today. Pick up at Acts 12, 1, and we'll read straight on down until we get that famous word that's going on today. You're on the clock, Elder, come out. The book of Acts, chapter 12, verse number 1. Verse number 1 reads, Now about the time Herod, the king, stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Verse number 2, And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Verse 3, because he saw it pleased Yachad Judah, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Verse number four. When he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So look what they did. So they got uh, unleavened bread after unleavened bread is Easter. There go your game changer right there. So that's what it is. Talk it through while you already turn on pages first Corinthians chapter five verse seven and eight. Now they said they're supposed to take care of this business. They're gonna bring them out after Easter, and after Easter it's unleavened bread in Easter. But now we going to Paul again talking to the Corinthians and first Corinthians chapter five verse seven and verse eight, mother. Hey mother eat. What can we read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 and 8? What does it say? 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 and verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even that was the son of Passover is sacrificed for us. Verse 8. Therefore let us keep 
the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. You see that? So we find out, Mother, that Yahweh is our who? According to verse 7. So when we got through reading, going to action on, they call it the New Testament, but really to continue writing in the right side of the book, they got a word called Easter there. But Paul is, is in the New Testament too in Corinthians. He said, no, that's supposed to be Passover. That was Paul saying. He said, no, he was raised from the womb. We're not reading it. Galatians 1, 15, 16, we're not reading it. He was raised from the womb. Tell you, no, 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 no. I'm raised from the womb. We know they're going to put the word Easter in there, but he got nothing to do with Easter. That's paganism. It's Passover. Mm-hmm. It's Passover. And it, and it was plain, Elder, and St. John 1, 29 and 36, that the eyewitness said something that we can read in St. John 1, 29 and 36. Hey, Elder, what did it say that we can read in St. John 1, 29 and 36? The book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 29, verse 36 reads, St. John, chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John, see if Yahweh the Son coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of Yahweh, which taketh away the sins of the world. Verse 36. And looking upon Yahweh the son as he walked, he said, Behold, the lamb of Yahweh. So he's the he's lamb of Yahweh the father to take away sins of the world. And we're going to find out if it's Easter or is it Passover. Because we can read plainly that that when you walk the streets today all over the world, they holler happy Easter to you. And you got to give them that, uh, that dead cat grin and just smile at them because we know plainly, uh, Mother, when they say that happy Easter to you, Proverbs um, 21, 16, what we're dealing with, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, can we clear that Proverbs 21, 16, when they, when they say to you, happy Easter, Oh, happy Easter to you. So we clear about knowing our scriptures to look at 2116 of Proverbs, Mother. What do we say that we can read? The book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 16. The man that wanders out of the way of understanding will remain in the congregation of the dead. So, Mother... When we get the phone calls in or we try to go to the market and pick up a little few things and they say happy Easter, we give them the dead cat grin, but we know clearly, according to 2116, that person that's standing before you are in well? In the congregation of the dead. <laughs> that's right, Mother. Hey, Mother, you said that with conviction, man. I like that. Because that's the truth. You're the congregation of the dead. If someone told you of your your peers, your neighbors, or whoever, 
Happy Easter to you. Is all you both getting that dead cat grand? Because you know plainly they are the congregation of the dead. I mean, according to Scripture. Now, Elder, we're going back to the Exodus chapter 12, 1, 2, 3, King. Listen good. Now, we read they're going to bring him out, some of the followers of Yahweh, after unleavened bread and Easter. Okay, good. So now we're going to find out what is the mind of Yahweh pertaining to what we just got through reading in Acts chapter 12, 1 down to whatever that Easter word was at. We're going to examine that by seeing exactly what's supposed to be there that we can read. We're going to Exodus chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3, verse 6, 17, and 18. There, Elder, you're on the clock. Come on. Okay, Exodus chapter 12, verse number 1, 2, and 3. Verse 6, verse number 17, and verse 18 reads, The book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse number 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Verse number 2, This month shall be unto you the beginning of the month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Verse number 3, Speak you unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month. It shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. Verse number six. And you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Verse number seventeen. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, where it is sit for in this. Some same day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Before shall you observe this day in your generations by ordinance forever. For some 18, in the first month, on the 14th day of the month at Eve, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 1 and 20th day of the month at Eve. Hmm. I hear him. right there. Exactly. That once you get through with this, um, help me out there, mother. Hey, mother, mother, help those see out. So he made it plain. So when we look at Leviticus 23, 1, 2, hold on to verse 6 there, mother. Mother, when we look at, I mean, they really, really could play music for the rest of the night, but we're not. So in Leviticus 23, their mother, he mentioned about the children of Israel, all that good stuff. He did. One, two, then skip down to four down to verse six, mother. What can we read out of Leviticus 23, verse one, two, four, five, and six? What does it say there, mother? Mother E, what a precept. Come on. Leviticus chapter 23, verses one and two, verses four to six. Verse 1, and the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 2, speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, concerning the feast of the Yahweh, which ye shall proclaim to be righteous assembly. Even these are my feasts. Verse 4, these are the feasts of the Yahweh. Even righteous, uh, a even righteous assembly, 
which he shall proclaim in this seat. Verse 5. In the fourteenth day of the first month at Union is Yahweh's Passover. Verse 6. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Yahweh. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. <clears throat> so, so, mother, you 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 doing your part, mother and grandson, no doubt about it. So, uh, the children of Israel will be keeping the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. Children of Israel will go right off into that, and the, on the fifteenth day, I'll let him bread for seven days. That's what the children of Israel will be doing. Now, this is the mind of the Almighty, see? So, back to the elder, and, and you just can't do it when you get ready. And Exodus chapter 4, 13, I mean, elder. Exodus 13, 10. Let's see, do this line up with Scripture. Exodus 13, verse 4, let's get down to 8 through 10, Elder, you're on the clock, come on. But in Exodus chapter 13, verse number 4, verse number 8 through 10 reads, Book of Exodus chapter 13, verse number 4, this day came you out in the month Abiyah, verse number 8, and I shall show thy son in the day, saying, this is done because of that which Yahweh did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. Verse number nine. It shall be for a sign unto thee for thy hand, for memorial between thine eyes, that Yahweh's law may be in your mouth. For with the strong hand of Yahweh brought you out of Egypt. Verse number ten. I shall therefore keep this ordinance in this season from year to year. From year to year, I mean, it will be the same way every year. Regardless about the carols, just do it by the mind of Yahweh. His mind, he made it, he made it clear how you operate from his mind of mother, a mother Eve. And Amos 3, 7, plainly how you operate through his mind. He made it plain in Amos 3, verse 7. So, Mother, what did he say? And, Elder, I'll meet you over in second. No, I'll meet you in Numbers 28, verse 1, 16, and 17. But, Mother, he made it plain with his mind in Amos 3, verse 7. Back up in Luke. Yeah, Amos 3, 7. Then just go down to Luke 1, verse 70. Precept with his mother in Luke 1, verse 70. He made it plain how he, how he operates with his mind. Amos 3, 7, Luke 1, verse 70. What did he say, mother? Look at Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely Yahweh will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servant, the seer. 
The book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 70. Luke, chapter 1, verse 70, read. And he speak, and he speak by the mouth of his righteous seal, which have been since the world began. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that's how you know the mind of him. How, he tell you how his mind, how he operates. So now we go on to Numbers 28 there, Elder. We go on to Numbers 28 and look at verse 1, 16 and 17. What does it say we can read to Elder? Numbers, Numbers 1, I mean 28, verse 1, 16 and 17. Come on. The book of Numbers chapter 28, verse number 1, verse number 16, and verse 17 reads, the book of Numbers, chapter 28, verse number 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses the seer, saying, verse number 16, In the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of Yahweh, verse 17. And in the 15th day of this month is the feast. Seven days shall unleavened bread be eaten. He's making a plan again to tell you exactly his mind. And he had to rehearse that right to Zach in Deuteronomy 16, they held him. So he had to rehearse that. See, one thing about it, when we come on the network, all we do is rehearse the right to Zach. Let's see, let's see what he says in the 16th chapter, verse 1, 2, 11, and 14 of Deuteronomy. And then we'll skip down to verse 16, down to verse 18. See, all we're supposed to do is come on the network and just rehearse the righteous act. In Deuteronomy 16, verse 1, 2, 11, and 14. And then we'll skip down to 16, down to verse 18. Let's see what's going on there, Elder. Take your time, and, and you're, you're doing excellent on your part having that microphone there come on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16, verse number 1, verse number 2, verse number 11, verse 14, 16 to 18 reads. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16, verse 1. Observe the month of Abel and keep the Passover until Yahweh, your Yahweh. For the month of Abel, Yahweh brought you forth out of Egypt. By night. Verse number two. I shall therefore sacrifice the Passover unto Yahweh, your Yahweh, of the flock and of the herd, and the place which Yahweh shall choose to place his name there. Verse number eleven. And thou shalt rejoice before Yahweh, your Yahweh, you, your son and your daughter, and your manservant, your maidservant, and the Levites that are within your gate, the strangers and the fatherless. The widows that are among you in the place which Yahweh, your Yahweh, have chosen, the place of name there. Verse 14, Thou shalt rejoice in thy feet, you, your son, your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, the Levites, the strangers, the fatherless, the widows that are within your gates. Verse number 16, Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before Yahweh in the place which ye shall choose, in the feast of unleavened bread, in the feast of weeks, 
and in the Feast of Tabernacles. They shall not appear before Yahweh empty. Verse 17. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of Yahweh, your Yahweh, which he has given you. Verse 18. Judges and officers shall thou make thee in all thy gates, which Yahweh, your Yahweh, giveth thee throughout thy tribe. They shall judge the people with just judgment. And you want to know what's mine? He'll tell you it's mine. Well, how do I make it happen? Verse 6. 16, verse 6. The book of Deuteronomy 16, verse 6. That's the place which Yahweh your Yahweh shall choose. The place of name in. That thou shalt sacrifice the Passover at evening. At the going down of the sun. At the season that thou camest forth. Out of Egypt. And you don't start it. You don't start it because you got big dignitaries going to come in, and they won't be back inside. They ponderosa before the sunset. It don't start until at evening. So sometimes we'll catch to the big dignitaries, and the Passover do not start until the evening. And the evening means plainly what you what you just got through reading with the precept. Of Mark 132, the elder. We precept that in Mark 132 at evening, meaning the going down the sun. So what time, what time did the Passover start? On the 14th day of the first month, at the going down of the sun. That's it. And the 14th is the 13th when the going down the sun. So that was kind of Passover. You ain't got to look at that watch. All you got to worry about at evening, when the going down the sun is the beginning of the Passover. And you get a precept that in Mark 1, 32 says what, else? Book of Mark 1, verse number 32 reads, And at eve, when the sun did set. At eve, when the sun set. That's when you do the Passover. But that is. What time the Passover starts? Look up in hell. We start seeing, oh, just look straight out the window. We start seeing the sun start setting in. That's it. That's, that's it. Huh? Now, Mother Eve. And Second Kings, Mother Eve. Can you have to see out in 23, verse 21? We're going to look at Second Kings 23. 23. Verse number 21. Let's see what we can read, Mother, out of 2 Kings 23, 21. You on the clock, come on. Look at 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 21. 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 21, read. And the king commands all the people, said, Okay. Second Kings chapter 23, verse 21. And the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover unto the Yahweh, your Yahweh, as it is written in the book of this covenant. <laughs> hey, 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 Mother, how, how plain is that? So, hey, Mother, how are we going to keep the Passover, Mother? According as it to verse is 21. Written. 
That's how to keep the Passover, mother. And now let's 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 go over to the right side of the book, mother, on that in Luke 10, 25 and 26. Because y'all, we got the big dignitaries going to step up and make some profound statements. And we're going to see what they say that we can read. And you know, I'll meet you in Numbers chapter 9, 1 through 5 and 11, backed up with Hosea in 5 verse 10. But mother, the big dignitaries, they always going to come on the scene and they're going to come before the six anointed camps as the day. And they're going to make profound statements. But let's see what how we're supposed to take a deep breath and deliver the knockout blow in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. How do we handle things, Mother, in Luke 10, 25 and 26? Book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25 and verse 26. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, praying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 26. He said unto him, What is written in the law? I read it. <laughs> That's right. If you want to know how to get eternal life, you want to know about this thing, go look what the law tell you to do. That's all you got to do. As is written, he said, go read, go read how you do whatever you want to do in Yahweh's business. The left side of the book is your foundational understanding. Go read it. Now, in the book of Numbers, chapter 9, 1 through 5, and verse 11, backed up with Hosea 5, 10, Joshua 5, 10, let's see what, let's see you do everybody stay on point with that. Numbers 9. One through five and eleven. Back up with Hosea and five ten. Come on. Book of Numbers, chapter nine, verse number one through five. Verse number eleven reads. Numbers chapter nine, verse number one. Yahweh spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the first month of the second year, after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Verse number two, that the children of Israel also keep the Passover at his appointed season. Verse 3, in the 14th day of this month, at evening, you shall keep it in its appointed season, according to all the rites of it, and according to all the ceremonies thereof, shall you keep it. Verse number 4, and Moses spake unto the children of Israel, that they should keep the Passover. Verse 5, they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month at evening, in the wilderness of Sinai, according to all that Yahweh commanded Moses. So did the children of Israel. Verse number 11. Fourteenth day of the second month at evening, they shall keep it and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Now what do you mean by that? See, if you miss it, if you miss the Passover that's coming up this Thursday night, oh my goodness, I missed the Passover. My job just got me. I, I forgot to set my schedule. I didn't know what's coming up this Thursday night. My, my, my. So I tell you what I do for you. I give you a whole month to get it right with your balls and keep it the next month, but the same time, the 14th day of the first month, a 
and eat all the bitter herbs, eat everything you got with the meal and everything else. I give you another month. This is the only month. This is the only feast that you can properly. You don't miss it. But if you, but if you're in a journey, you will have to miss it. Then he give you another month to get your act together. But at the same time, on the second month of the 14 days. So now as they were traveling, now Moses laid Moses down to rest, and now Brother Hoshiel, Joshua, he on the he on the clock. Let's see what he got going on that we can read and five verse ten that he got going on there, Elder. Let's see now they'll shift it over to him. Let's see exactly what he got going on that we can read and five verse ten come on. The book of Hoshiel. The book of Joshua, chapter 5, verse number 10 reads, And the children of Israel and Captain Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at evening in the plains of Jericho. You see, it is, as they were journeying, they were still in the wilderness, the wilderness of North America, like they call it today. But they knew one thing. On the 14th day of the first month, Abib, they kept the Passover at evening. So the evening starts when the sun set on the 13th. That is Passover. That is Passover. At evening on the 13th day is Passover. Have you noticed when we read Acts chapter 12, 1 through whatever, we had uh, unleavened bread in Easter. See, Easter is a trap statement from Satan the devil. Anytime you see the word one time in your Bible, he gave the he gave Ishakar's boy Joe the say. Whenever you see the word one time in your in your Bible, that is Satan the devil. He gave Satan that. So when you go and read and you try to pull a teaching out of Acts twelve after Easter, precept your Bible to Ishakar's lesson in the book of Job, he gave Satan the only eye. So we're not going to deal with in this lesson. See? So when you see the word Easter in your Bible one time, that means he allows Satan to do that for you to debunk. Everything you just got to be hearing for the last hour and a half, that one verse that, that falls you all over the book, and now you hot and happy Easter. You go in the store, and they'll say, happy Easter to you. And mother and already delivered a knockout bowl with conviction. So those that missed the, the, the beginning of the broadcast, go back and review it. Because mother delivered a knockout bowl and, and, and gave that dead cat grin on responding to Happy Easter. Good. Now, Elder, we're going to come on back to Second Chronicles 30, verse 1. As time went on, time went on in Second Chronicles 30, Verse 1, 5, 12 through 13. As time went on, Elder, let's see the children of Israel start feeling a little evie Jesus and they had a little shaky knees and stuff. So now let's see what we can read in Second Chronicles 30, verse 1, 5, 12, and 13. Listen good, come on. The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 30, verse number 1, verse 5. Verse number 12, verse number 13 reads, The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 30, verse number 1. 
And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah. Wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh. That they should come to the house of Yahweh, temple of Yahweh, and Judah, to the word Jerusalem. And keep the Passover unto Yahweh of Israel. Verse number five. So they established a decree to make proclamation throughout all Israel, from Beersheba even to Dan, that they should come to keep the Passover unto Yahweh of Israel, the Yahweh of Judah, southern kingdom, through the word Jerusalem. They had not done it of a long time, in such sort as it is written. Verse number 12. Also in Yahweh Judah, the hand of Yahweh was to give them one mind to do the commandment of the king and of the prisoners by the word of Yahweh. Verse 13. They assembled at Yahweh Judah, through the word Jerusalem, much people to keep the feet of unleavened bread in the second month. A very great congregation. Hey, that's up. So now, why? So now, when you when you hear your preacher down and read that we're gonna do the Easter thing, we're gonna do Easter. We're gonna do Happy Easter. Understand one thing: the Bible is streaming out at you, and Mother read earlier exactly how you deal with it in the early part of the lesson when they tell you Happy Easter, Mother Tuck at that in grand style. We're not going to rehearse that right as that. But what we're going to do, we're going to go a little further. Matter of fact, we see uh, one of the young lions on, you know, raised up. And he said, let me see, let me, let me, let me give a little shot of this. Um, whatever you're teaching on, I won't be part of it too. No doubt about it. All right. And soon later you'll hear uh, Sister VSJ Israel, sooner or later she's going to say, I'm ready to hide that microphone too. I'm getting ready. I'm getting, getting close. But let's see if we bring that young lion in and see will he be participating in take 15 while we deal with this Passover and unleavened bread. Let's see will he want to roll up in the microphone. Young lion, one of them, them up and coming teachers out of Camp One, Brother Micaiah Israel. Y'all find people that say, right here. And Yahweh bless you there, dear Israel, oh, seed Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, there, young man. I'm glad you, your boy, for take number 15. And we got a lot of things on the table. So, um, but something that we need to take a look at, and Elder, have me that Matthews 28, 1 through 7, well, Make it a 26th chapter, Elder. Matthew 26, 1, 2, and verse 20. Then give me that Matthew 28, 1 through 7, 18 through 20. But before we get to all that, we want to set the stage a little bit. Young line. Because it's a prophecy that we found out that he revealed his secrets to his service, the seed. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 22 and 27. Can you help those see out there, young lion? What can we read out of the book of Daniel chapter 9, verse 22 and 27? Come on. All right. We're going to the book of Daniel. Chapter 9, verse 22 and verse 27. The book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 22 
27, 22-3. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, James, I am now come forth to give you feel and understanding. Verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Mm-hmm. I'll come back again, and I'm going to hear that one more time. Because he going to say something there, y'all lying. He's going to say a whole lot. He's going to say plenty. And back up to verse 26. Because he's going to say so much that we have to expound on it in grand style. He's going to say so much. So we might as well just get a running start by bagging up one verse to verse 26. Listen real good, 27. You know, you don't need me letting it get away, but I can't take for granted that the national audience have a clue about what they're talking about. So I can't take for granted because I know the majority of the world is in Christianity. Daniel is a seer. Yahweh reveals his secrets unto the seers. Mother read with conviction and Luke 1, verse 70, with conviction. So now we go on and look at some profound writings by the seer that was told by the mental spirit. They'll have Daniel with skills and understanding. Now, Daniel can show you how you deal with skills and understanding right now in verse 27, 26 and 27. Watch Daniel talk about skills and understanding. Verse 26 and 27. What did it say? The book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 26 and verse 27. 26 reads, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the temple. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Verse 27. Hold that point. Did, did you hear? Did you hear the skill of understanding? This is the skill and understanding. Right here. The skills and understanding just was. Now look at the WCC saying. Now here. Behind what you're trying to bring out, we're going to mute off the broadcast for the rest of the night. Why are you going to do that? Because it's our radio station. Ain't that something? So, we're looking at verse 26. Read this again, Young Lion, and verse 26. Read this again and verse number 26. One more time. Okay. The book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 26. 26 reads, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, 
but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the temple, and the end thereof should be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. And three weeks that the Messiah is going to be cut off. He's going to die. Daniel talking about uh, the Messiah, which is Yahweh the Son. You know, we're not going to deal with the timeline right now for time's sake. But he's going to be cut off. He's going to be, when is he, when is he going to be cut off according to verse 27? So now, what? this is real good because remember, Daniel the seer was told skills, and understanding. So Messiah, Yahweh the Son, will be cut off when? In verse 27. When? In the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 27 reads, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. That's it. So, according to Daniel with the skill and understanding, now, mother, if you want to take a shot at it or whatever, young mind will take a shot at it, we find out now the Messiah will be cut off when, according to verse 27. See, remember, the seals was given skills and understanding to tell you exactly what's going to happen. So according to verse 27, who wants to take a shot at when is Yahweh the Son is going to die? He said he's going to die according to verse 27, when? Who wants to take a shot at that? Young man, uh, Mother, hey, Mother E, going to take a shot at that? Going to take a shot when Messiah going to die? According to verse 27, when is they going to deliver him up? According to verse 27. According to the Bible, they're going to kill him in the middle of the week. The list means the middle of the week. Daniel's saying they're going to kill him in the middle of the week. So let the seed get on in there, and we just put it down. We'll look at Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Now, we're going to look at the middle of the week for teaching time's sake. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Three days that way. Three days that way. Now, what is the middle of the week? What day is he going to die on according to Daniel the Seer? And the middle of the week is what day? Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday is three days on the left side. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is three days on the right side. So according to Daniel prophecy by the angel coming from heaven, he said, Yahweh the Son going to die in the middle of the week. What day is the middle of the week, knowing that 
Friday. I mean, Sunday is the first day, Monday, second, Tuesday. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's three days on both sides. So now what day is the middle of the week? Who want to take a shot at that? Uh, mother or uh, the young line? Who want to take a shot at that, the middle of the week? Excellent. Excellent. Without fumbling around, bottom line, the yacht water son, when he comes in the flush, he's going to die on wind. Wednesday is the middle of the week. So that's what you put down. Wednesday is the middle of the week. The prophecy that's says right. he's going to die in the middle of the week. In the middle of the week, you got three A's to your left. Three days to your right, in the middle of the week is Wednesday. So the sun died in the middle of the week, which is Wednesday. Three days on both sides, Wednesday is the middle of the week. Six in the morning, Ken, listen. The sun died in the middle of the week. According mm-hmm. to prophecy, the angel from heaven came down and told him, hey, listen, Daniel, you the man of the hour, right? Yeah. Because when I leave, you have skill on understanding. When the song do come, he will be killed in the middle of the week. And in the middle of the week is Wednesday. So we clear that he died in the middle of the week. And they said not only what's going to happen in the middle of the week, some, some more things going to happen, mother. It says, it talks about the prince going to come. The prince or the peoples, and they're going to do some damage too. He says, um, the prince is going to come and do some damage and destroy the city. Now, what do we say is about that? Although Daniel wrote about it. So the children of Israel will be plainly understand that the prince was coming. And the prince was coming. And we go on to 14 verse 30 there, Mother E. We're going to St. John 14 verse 30 and find out who this prince is that's coming. Backed up with the young lion in Luke 21, verse 20 down to verse 24. Because you don't read a whole lot read here. And probably the world would catch on to this. That the sun going to die in the middle of the week. The prince going to come and destroy the city. Now, you hear what he said? He told Daniel all this. Huh? Now we go on to St. John chapter 14, verse 30, mother, and find out about this prince that's coming. St. John 14, verse 30. Prince, Book mother, come out. This is St. John chapter 14, verse 30, read. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, but the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. Is that so? The prince he's talking about is the prince of this world, which is Satan, the devil. Right. He coming. He ain't got nothing in me. And he said the prince of the people's gonna tear the city. So the prince of the people's gonna tear the city. And Daniel days, he understood this. He got it right. So we're gonna precept the Bible by the young lad in twenty-one, verse twenty-nine, verse twenty-four. And find out who is the prince. Peoples, we're gonna find out. 
Because he said, what are they going to do? They're going to tear up the city. Mm-hmm. We're going to see who did that. Back to Luke 21, verse 29 to verse 24. Bring the young lion, come on. The book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 20 down to verse 24, verse 20 reads. And when you shall see Yadah Judah come past with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is near. Verse 21. Then let them which are in Yadah Judah flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter there into. Verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. 23. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there should be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Yadah Judah shall be trodden down of the Gentiles into the times of the Gentiles before fear. Hey, that's something. Hey, hey, mother, give me Amos um, 9, verse 9. He said, these people going to be trodden down by the Gentiles. And they're going to be led away captive in all nations, these people. What people are you talking about? See, you, 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 see, right now, you have to be knowing that everything has been sealed. It is to be revealed by the six anointed camps of bosses of a Jewish life. Now, we know the prince. Is Satan the devil, and he got people. So we read about he gonna scatter the holy city and tear it all up. That happened in 70 A.D. And they're gonna be scattered to every nation. But now mother gonna read a precept by Amos 9 verse 9 and find out who's supposed to be in every nation that the Gentiles is gonna destroy and kick them in the rear. Amos 9 verse 9, bring it, mother. Book of Amos, chapter 9, verse 9. For lo, I will command, and I will fill a house of Israel among all nations, like a coin is filled in a ship. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. Uh-huh. So that prophecy that was told by Daniel, children of Israel, will be in all nations, and the Gentiles is going to be led by the prince. And the prince got nothing in the Yahweh the son that the Gentiles is the one that destroyed the city in 70 A.D. It started in 64 A.D., and it, I mean, 64 B.C., and it, the end of the destruction of the children of Israel was in 70 A.D. And all you got to do is read your history, who destroyed the southern kingdom called Jerusalem, but proper name is Judah, in 70 A.D.? That's the Gentile that destroyed it, but it was prophesied by Daniel it was going to happen. So it's no excuse the 
church. He didn't know who was who. But as long as you remain in the congregation of the dead, you will always say, Happy Easter. <laughs> now, so now we so we clear exactly that he's going to die in the middle of the week. We clear about that. In the middle of the week, according to scripture-wise, is what they're getting, mother and young lion, what day is the middle of the week? Wednesday. Wednesday. So Wednesday is the middle of the week. That's when he that's when he died in the middle of the week. Now young lion go to um the twelfth chapter of Matthew. We're going to Matthew chapter twelve and look at forty down at verse forty two. Now keep that in your mind. We're gonna see if you put your thinking cap on now. Uh-huh. If you if you see me put your thinking cap on now. We know Christianity is nothing but a morphine drip. We go on to Matthew chapter twelve, verse forty down to verse forty two. Let's see can you put your thinking cap on now. If he died in the middle of the week. Now you're talking to the Pharisees in twelve verse forty. What do you say, young lion? Let's read a little bit, see what he says. All right. We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter twelve. <laughs> We want to read verse 40 down to verse 42. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 40 reads, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the mind or the heart of the earth. Verse 41. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation. And she'll condemn it because they repented at the teaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. 42. The queen of the south shall rise up into judgment with, his, with this generation. And she'll condemn it. For she came from the uttermost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Is it? Read verse 40 again. A, a, a mother had me um, the book of Jonah. Had me the book of Jonah. Wait on me, mother. The book of Jonah. We're going we gonna to be a little long with it, but you can find Jonah, mother. And when you find Jonah, I want you to look down at a verse for those here and 117. So you find Jonah 117 be prepared to be loaded and cocked to go. And Jonah 1.17. Now read verse 4 again there, young lion. All right. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 40 reads, For as was three days and three nights in the the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So now he told him exactly how long he's going to be in the ground before he's going to get up. And now we know what day he was put in the ground, and we know how long he's supposed to be in the ground. And he gave them example, and Mother get ready to read in 117, he gave them example. Jonah 117, bring it, Mother. The book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 17. 
Now the Yahweh has prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. <laughs> so you see, so the Bible tells you the whole, if, if you do the Bible as it's written, you won't be thumbing around and you won't be walking around by the happy Easter because he said he's going to be in the ground for three days and three nights. And in Titus chapter 1, verse 2 there, um, in Titus 1, verse 2, young lion, can you help those three out in Titus 1, verse 2? Look what he says yes, in Titus 1, verse 2. Where it says in Titus the, 1, verse 2. I'm going over to the book of Titus, chapter 1, and we want to pick it up at verse number 2. The book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 2, verse 2 reads, In hope of eternal life, which Yahweh, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. So you got your whole eternal life on the line. Is you going to continue with this bad teaching, or you going to look at the scriptures and see, according to the Bible, his own mouth, say he will be in the ground for how long again, that young lion and mother? How long we be in the ground? According to scripture? Three days. Three days. Three nights. Three days and three nights. According to Daniel the Seal, what day did he down? On a the third, I mean, on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday. Middle of the week. So that's, when he, that's when you count your three days. He died on a Wednesday according to prophecy. So those that come before you are all about Good Friday and Easter Sunday morning, that is totally what Mother read earlier in 21-6. With that kind of mindset, you are in the congregation of the dead. And Mother read that with conviction. So now, from Wednesday, three days and three nights, you cannot say no Good Friday and Easter Sunday morning. Because mm-hmm. Friday... The Sunday morning, it ain't but a day and a half. See that? So you see what you did? We're going forward. We just believe that like it is. So I'm telling you, if you're in the congregation and, they, and you got a preacher told you about some Easter, then you know you're in the congregation of the dead. Now, Mother, we're going to um, Matthew chapter 26. We're going to look at verse 26, 1, 2, and 20. Mother, Mother E. A young lion have me, Matthew chapter 28, 1 through 7, 18, and 20. But mother, in Matthew 26, 1, 2, and verse 20, listen good. Matthew 26, 1, 2, and verse 20, listen good. Okay. Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26. 1, 2, and verse 20. Listen good. Matthew chapter 26, verse 1, 2, and verse 20. Matthew 26, verse 1. And it come to pass, when Yahweh the Son has finished all these things, he said unto his father, verse 2, you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover and the son of man is betrayed to be crucified. 
verse 20. Now when the Enoch was come, he sat down with the twelve. At, at, at evening, at evening mm-hmm. come. So he mm-hmm. sit down with the twelve at evening. So when he sit down with the twelve at evening, mm-hmm. on evening they was waiting. Up, they was waiting on something to happen on evening. We'll talk about that later. But right now, everything got to be a timing thing. He sit down with the twelve at evening. Keep that in your mind. Mm-hmm. Evening. So he sit down with the twelve at evening. So now y'all lying. What's going on in 28 chapter 1 through 7, 18 through 20? What's going on at evening? We're going precept the Bible and see what's going on at evening. So he sit down with the 12 at evening. So what's going on at the evening? 28? No, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not, don't take nothing for granted. Hold, hold off on that 28. We'll put that to the side for a minute. Let's go to Luke 22. Let's do a case of young line. Can't take nothing for granted. Luke 22. Let's look at 1, 2, 7, 14 through 16. Let's go it that way. We're going to the book of Luke 22, verse 1, 2, 7, 14 through 16. What does it say there, young line? All right. You're going over to the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 1, 2, chapter 14, down to 16. The book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 1, reads, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called the Passover. Verse 2. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Verse number seven. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. Verse eight. Hold that I mean, point. verse fourteen. Hold that point. Hold that point. Hold that point. Mm-hmm. Bob, we know we on a national radio broadcast, and those listening all over the world, we might well continue this conversation down straight on down for a day sake. See, we can just get cut it right to the tape, but now we need, we need to make sure we don't take nothing for granted. So we find out right now what's going on now. This is Passover season, and now the disciples want to know, got some questions. Everybody has some questions. So we're just going to pick up the verse 7 and keep reading straight down. We're going to do that for time's sake and for this national audience. So now came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. Now, what you mean by the Passover must be killed? Because a mother, mother, you might want well read again in First Corinthians five verse seven. Why, why do the, why do he must be killed on Passover? Why so? And First Corinthians five verse seven, mother. So, you know, we'll get back on this again tomorrow real good, too, because, you know, it's got to be said. So why why do he got to be killed on Passover? Why so? First Corinthians 5, verse 7, mother. Take your time and deliver your part of the knockout blow, mother. Why so? First Corinthians 5, 7. 
First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Put out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened for even Yahweh the Son, our Passover is sacrificed for us. So Yahweh the Son is our Passover. So he's our Passover. Not Easter, he's our Passover. Fight for us the those that keep the covenant and understanding. So he got to be killed on Passover because he's the Passover lamb. So he's sitting down at the eat at he's sitting down, he's waiting till the evening comes to celebrate the Passover. Because he know he's the Passover lamb. So he sit down with the twelve at evening. He sit down at the beginning of Passover. Now, with that understanding, we're in Luke 22, verse 8. Read it. Go on, young lines. Read a little bit. The book of Luke, chapter 22, verse number 8. Verse 8, read. And he said Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. Verse 9. Nine. And they said unto him, Where will you that we prepare? 10. And he said unto them, Behold, when you are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you, bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he enters in. Verse 11. And he shall say unto the good man of the house, the master says unto me, the master says unto you, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? Follow. Verse 12. And he shall show you a large upper room furnished there Make red. 13. And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. Verse 14. And when the hour was come, he sat down in the twelve apostles with him. Verse Stop 15. it there. Stop it there. He said, when the hour comes, what hour had come in Matthew's Hey, mother, back up, mother. What hour have come in Matthew 26, verse 20? What hour have come, mother? You said when the hour will come. What that mean, when the hour come? 26, so, 20. Now, now, listen, now listen, listen to me, mother. Mother, the big terrorist says the young lion is too talking, too, because this is too tense for us. So we gonna cut him off too. So mother, you on your own now for the next hour. So mother Z, get, get prepared to uh, step in because right now the young line been muked out of the broadcast too. Too tense. Well, you know the truth always gonna be too tense. So now, mother, he said when the hour have come, he's gonna take our time when the hour have come. Okay, good. Matthew 26, verse 20, what do that mean, the hour have come? 
Matthew 26, verse 20. Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. Take that seven. So the hours that have come is talking about the evening. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing your Passover, what hour are you doing in the evening? Going down the sun. So that's what it means by the hour have come. How they know the hour? They looked up and they seen the evening was setting in. So now he's sitting there waiting at the beginning of the Passover. He sit down to have a meal in the evening. That's what he did. Wednesday evening, that hour have come. Good. Now, Mother, let's go back to Luke. So now we know when the hour come, it means the evening. Ain't that nice, Mother That's nice, the evening. So that's when we're doing the Passover, Thursday evening. Thursday evening. So now, Mother, in Luke 22, that's why I would say, you know, sooner or later we'll have our own radio station, broadcast station, land school, banquet hall. It's going to happen because y'all are going to force it to happen. That's why we got to get in where we've been in at. Because the message we bring is the Bible's message. See, they kind of do it no Easter. This got something to do with Passover. He sent down for his joyous meal with, with the 12. And look what he says, Mother, in 22, verse 15. Let's read what he says and take it down to verse number 19. We're going to take our time and, and look at this real carefully. 15 down to verse 19 of Luke 22, 15 and verse 19. Let's enjoy some of this, Mother. E. Take your time. Come on. The book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 15 to verse 19. Verse 15. And he said unto them, With desire, I have desired. And he said unto them, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Verse 16. But I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of Yahweh. Verse 17. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not Drink of this fruit of the vine until the kingdom of Yahweh shall come. Verse 19. And he took bread and gave thanks, and broke it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This, this do in remembrance of me. So, Mother, what do we supposed to do every year to a remembrance of him in verse number 13? Now, I'll tell you what, read verse 15. We, we just do 15. Now, what what do we supposed to do after you read verse 15? He said, take this bread, take this cup. That means 
eat his good meal and get a good drink, get a nice, good, stiff drink. You see, you do this to remember me. What is they doing, mother, after you read verse 15? Let's read verse 15, and you tell a national audience what is they doing to remember him in verse 15 after you read it. Okay. Luke chapter 22, verse 15. And he said unto them, the desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So, Mother, what is he doing? Is he doing Easter bunny hunting, chasing, looking for eggs all out in the park? Uh, is he doing Easter? What is what is he telling his disciples to do every year? Is it Easter or what does he tell them according to verse 15? He telling them the... So uh, he said, and he and he said unto them with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Ain't that something? Good, good, mother. So, mother, um, we supposed to be doing what? Easter or Passover to remember? Passover. What we supposed to do? Passover. We supposed to do what, mother? Passover. Passover. Excellent, Mother. We're supposed to be doing Passover, not Easter, period. Not going out there buying a, a new dress, new a new suit, and now we're going to Sunday service to serve Easter. That got nothing to do with the Bible. Prince of this world telling you opposite of what the Bible says. So you see, now you hear preachers talking about Easter, you see where they're totally wrong. That is a teaching of Satan the devil. Now, let's go to St. John chapter 19, mother, and we'll look at verse 31. We're going to St. John chapter 19, verse 31. So shame on your pastor, still doing the same thing, doing the Easter thing, and the Bible saying the man get ready to do Passover. He said, you do this to remember me. Not Easter, Passover. Look what he says in St. John chapter 19, verse 31, mother. St. John 19, verse 31. The book of St. John chapter 19, verse 31. He got God Judas, therefore, because... Because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross, the tree, on the Sabbath day. Well, the Sabbath day was a high day. He thought, he thought, that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Verse 32. Then came the soldiers. That's it. That's it, mother. So we find out now he couldn't remain on the tree until he couldn't remain because he was a Passover lamb. He was eating the meal at the beginning of Passover, knowing that whatever got to happen to him got to happen on Passover. He had to 
be killed on Passover because he's the Passover lamb. He got to be off that tree before the sunset because when sunset is the unleavened bread. So that day was a high day, and, and after Passover, it's the high day called unleavened bread. So he had to be killed on Passover, taken down off the tree, and placed in the grave to be out of there before unleavened bread. Because he said um, with his own mouth, the days he's going to be killed, by being a Passover lamb, he's going to be in the ground for three days and three nights. So, Mother, what day did he die on again, Mother? Call the scripture. Just give, us, just give us a day since we know he used to die in the middle of the week. So, now, he was to die in the middle of the week. And what day was that again, Mother? Wednesday. 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 So, so we know he died Wednesday. So now let's see can we count, Mother, on what he's saying three days and three nights. So if he died Wednesday night, Wednesday, we'll count later. Let's, let's get some more verses in first. Let's go to Matthew's, Mother. Let's go back to Matthew's chapter 28 now. Let's see, let's see, we're going to start counting after we read some scripture. We're going back to Matthew 28, 1 through 7. Talk about it first. We're going to Matthew 28, 1 through 7, mother. Then we're going to talk about it a little bit. What does it say in Matthew 28, 1 through 7? Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 through 7. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. Verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the the angel of the Yahweh ascended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Verse 3. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. Verse 4. And for fear of him, the keepers did say. And for fear of him, the keepers the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Verse 5. And the angel answered and said to the woman, Fear not, yes, for I know that he seeks Yahweh, which was crucified. Verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come and see the place where the Yahweh lay. Verse 7. And go quickly 
and tell his disciples, his followers, that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now, Mother, this is very interesting. A, 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 a mother, mother Z, you, you want a piece of this, Mother Z? A Mother Z, if you want a piece of this, read verse 1 and 6 again. A Mother Z, if you yeah. want a piece of this, Mother Z. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Coming to the night. Okay. Good. All right. Good enough. So now, Mother, read again verse 1 and verse 6. Let's one see what six. one and verse six says. Yeah, one and twenty. Matthew twenty-eight, verse one and verse six. The book of Matthew, chapter twenty-eight, verse one and verse six. Verse one. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. To see this apart. Verse 6. He is not there. He is not here. For he is risen. As he said. Come. See the place. Where he lay. All right, mother. Let's let's me and you talk some, mother. Let's me and you talk. Now, we have a Saturday class. And then we will ask the elder, what time it is? What time is the elder? And the sun went down there yet. He said, yeah, the sun went down. So we know the Sabbath day is over when the sun sets. And what day when we leave class, what time will that be when we leave class, mother? We stayed in class until the sun set. I say, elder, what time is it? Is the class over yet? He said, yeah, the sun went down. So what day? Was we going into, Mother? After we left going class yesterday. Sunday. Going into we were going Sunday. to what, Mother? Sunday. We were going into Sunday, right? The right. early part of Sunday, right, Mother? Yes. Right, Mother? That's the beginning. Yes. When the sun goes down on Saturday, that is the beginning yes. of the Sunday. early part of Sunday, right, Mother? Is that right? Right. That's the beginning of Sunday. Right. Right. So when we start leaving Saturday night, that is the beginning of the early part of Sunday morning. Right, Mother? Right. What did the angel say in verse 6 about that? What did the angel say in verse 6? He is not here. For he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Yahweh lay. Hate that something. You mean, Mother, when they keep they doing Easter Sunday today, he ain't rose on no Sunday. He wasn't even. He was gone already. He was gone, Mother. On Sunday, he was gone. The angel said, 
come see where he was at. He's not here. And that was early Sunday morning, like when we first get ready to leave to break class off. That's the early part of Sunday morning. And when they got down there, early part of the Sunday morning, he was gone. Mm-hmm. So it's no such thing as no Easter Sunday morning. He wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. According to verse 6, it says, at the end of the Sabbath, and that's when we leave class, at the end of the Sabbath day. Right, Mother? Right. Right. So if we leave at, if we leave at the end of the Sabbath day, that's the beginning of the first day of the week, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, when the angel when the angel looked at Mary or whoever that was with him, he said, "He's not here. He's gone already." Right. So he was gone before Sunday morning even kicked in, up. Now you see how bad shape we're in. Mm-hmm. They got Easter Sunday morning, and the angel said he's not even there on Sunday morning. It ain't no such day as no Sunday morning service because he wasn't even there, according to verse 6, 1 and 6. Now, come on back to Matthew 28 and pick up at 18 down at verse 20. So you see, why when you read earlier, they were, that's the congregation of the dead, now you see why. The preacher that teaches Easter Sunday morning, the angel said, as it was done toward the first day of the week, he's not even there. At the end of the Sabbath, he's not even there for a first day of the week service, Sunday morning service. See that? That's why. Hey, Mother, 28, verse 18 out of verse 20 says what? Book of Matthew, Matthew. chapter 28. Book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, verse 18. And Yahweh the Son came and speak unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the righteous spirit, the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end <laughs> of the world. Hallelujah. Yeah. He said, I'm with you if you obey. I'm with you. As long as you obey to understand, I said out of my own mouth, I'm going to be in the ground for three days and three nights. And when Sunday morning, morning came, he was gone. What mm-hmm. day he down, mother? What day he down, yeah. mother? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, now let's count. Now let's count, mother. From Wednesday to Thursday, how many days is that? Wednesday to Thursday. Yeah, how many days is that? Wednesday to Thursday, one day. Okay. Wednesday night to Thursday night, one day, right? Right. Now we're going Thursday night 
to Friday night. How many days is that? Two. How many days, Mo? Two. Two days. From from evening to Saturday evening. How many days is that? Three. Three days. Is that three three nights, too? Is that three nights, too? From Friday night. From from Wednesday night to Thursday night. How many days is that? From Wednesday night to Thursday night. That's one day. Okay. From Thursday night to Friday night. How many days is that? Two days. From from Friday night to Saturday night. How many days is that? That's three days. So what did he say out of his own mouth, mother, in Matthew 12, verse 40? What did he say out of his own mouth, mother, in Matthew 12, verse 40? What did he say out of his own mouth, Matthew 12, verse 40? What did he say? The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 40, read. Matthew, chapter 12. Responding. For as jo- for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Wednesday night. To Thursday night one day, Thursday night to Friday, two days, from Friday night to Saturday night, three days. There go your three days and three nights. When when it starts when it start dawning towards the first day, he was already gone because he hadn't put his time in. So that Sunday morning service is a lie from Satan the devil. Three days and three nights from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, that's what it is. It's three days and three nights. Wednesday, Thursday night, one night. Thursday night to Friday night, two days. From Friday night to Saturday night, three days. That go your three days and three nights. Sunday morning service is from Satan the devil. He was gone, according to the angel. Now let's go to Mark 15, 32. Let's beat it a little bit more, mother. We might have beat it a little bit more. We're going to Mark chapter 15, verse 32. What does it say? Okay, Mark 15, 32. Let's beat it a little bit more, mother. Let's beat it a little bit more. 15, 32. Mark fifteen thirty two. Let's beat it a little bit more, mother. The book of Mark, chapter fifteen, verse thirty two reading. Mark fifteen, verse thirty two. Let Yahweh Let Yahweh, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross. The tree 
that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him revealed him. Mm-hmm. Now watch what happened in verse 32 now. Take your time. Verse 32. Now you're on a three now. 32. 33 are now. 33. 33. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. 34. Mm-hmm. And at the ninth hour, yep. that was the song with a loud voice saying, Elohim, which is mm-hmm. being interpreted, my, my Yahweh, mm-hmm. my Yahweh, why have thou forsaken me? Okay, good. So now we find out that at 3 o'clock it got dark. So that ninth hour is 3 p.m. So that 3 p.m., mother, on Passover at 3 p.m., it got dark. It got real dark. And now we're going to see what happened, mother. It got real dark. This is on Passover day, and it got dark at 3 p.m. And now we're going to see what happened in verse number 37. What happened, mother? So we know it's 3 p.m., and it's dark all over the face of the earth on Passover. Still Passover. It's 3 p.m. You still got time. What happened at 3 p.m. on Passover? What happened in verse 37? Verse, uh, Mark chapter 15, verse 37. And Yahweh the Son cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. So, mother, that's it, mother, that's it. So when when did he die, mother? According to verse thirty-three. So now he know he Yahweh son cried with a loud voice and gave up the breath. That's the ghost me gave up at. And what time was this, mother? According to verse thirty-three. What time was this? Okay, verse thirty-three. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. So what hour did he die on, Mother, according to verse 33? Verse 34 said, and at the ninth no, hour. No, no, hold on, Mother. Hold on, Mother. Stay in verse 33. What hour did he die on in the last two words of verse 33? Okay. The last two words of verse 33, it says, the night out. That's 3 p.m. So on Passover day, he died at 3 p.m. Remember, he the Passover lamb. So when you're doing this, at 3 p.m., that's when he died. When the, he, had, he had to turn dark all over the face of the earth. At 3 p.m., he died. Now read verse 34. He's going to tell you again in verse 34. Verse 34. And at the ninth hour, Yahweh cried with a loud voice, saying, 
Hello. Good. Good. Good, mother. He cried with a laugh. I want a loud voice saying what in verse 37? What did he do in verse 37, mother? At 3 p.m. on Passover, what did he do in verse 37? Verse 37. And Yahweh cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. So what time did he die, mother? 3 p.m., I guess. Three, now, ain't no guess, mother. Oh, we speak what we know. We read one yeah. time he died. We just reading it. At 3 p.m., the ninth hour was 3 p.m. No, we speaking what we know. He died on Passover at 3 p.m. Okay, it's at ninth hour at 3 p.m. No, we no we we know we know what happened, but we can read it. No, we we don't guess. We ain't guessing at all. No, we're not guessing at this at all. Yes, he gave up the ghost at the ninth hour, and that's 3 p.m. on Passover. He the Passover lamb. He died at 3 p.m. on Passover. Ain't got okay. nothing to do with no Easter Sunday morning. We just read when he died, 3 p.m. on Passover. That's when he gave up the breath at 3 p.m. on Passover. No, no, we can teach this, mother. We ain't guessing about nothing. We read he died at 3 p.m. on Passover. Is that right, mother? Okay, but now you said, okay, you said at the Verse at 37 the night again. Read 37. 37. 37. And Yahweh cried with a loud voice and gave up the goat. Okay, okay. He, he gave up the breath on a loud voice. Now read verse thirty-four. What time was this morning? Two lines in verse thirty-three. Thirty-four. Verse thirty-four. And at the ninth hour, Yahweh cried with a loud voice, saying, "Read there, mother. What hour? What hour, mother? Well, you want me to say it like this? Here, here, you want." Okay. No, you said no, what hour? Okay, no. What hour the Bible said? The, the ninth hour, right? The ninth hour. Okay, the ninth hour is hour three PM. That was But the ninth hour is our time is three PM. Okay. Okay. That's the ninth what I was hour saying. according to the Bible. But our time means three PM. Okay. That's when he died at three PM. So now, so we know he died at the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. Now, read verse 33. Okay, verse 33. And when the sixth hour was gone, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. Okay. Okay. Now, how do we know that's three p.m. Mother? Now, let 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 let's do some uh, high horse teaching now, mother. Now you got the sixth hour to the ninth hour. How do we know the ninth hour is three p.m.? Let's go back and see in the Bible. Can we tie it on? Okay. See, let's well, see. Can we tie it on, mother. 
Now, we're now we going to tie it in, mother. We ain't going to be okay. guessing about nothing. What we're going to do, we're going to tie it all in. We're going to see can we tie it all in, mother. And what we're going to do, we're going to go to Amos, the seer. Amos. We're going to Amos, the seer, and see can we tie it all in, mother. That's what we're going to do. See, we got tied in, mother. We can't leave nothing for granted. We're going to tie it all in in the book of Amos. And we're going to see what we can tie it all in at, mother. We're going to see where can we go in the book of Amos and tie it all in. We're going to Amos, remember, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. Right, mother? Mm-hmm. Right. right. So the sixth hour to the ninth hour. And, mm-hmm. and the seal said that means 3 p.m., right? That was the seal said, right? Mm-hmm. Now right. we're going to Amos. We're going to Amos chapter 8, verse 9. Let's see if let's see, we tie it in, mother. Let's see if we tie it in by going to Amos 8, verse 9. Let's see if we tie in the sixth hour to the ninth hour by going to Amos chapter 8, verse 9. Amos chapter 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to Amos chapter 8, verse 9. Book of Amos. Book of Amos chapter 8, verse 9. And it shall come to pass in, the, in, the, in that day that the Yahweh, Yahweh, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the in the clear day. <laughs> now, now, my mother, what time is noon, mother? What time is noon, mother? In our time, right now. What time is noon? Twelve. You say it's noon time. You said, mm-hmm. uh. I got a doctor's appointment at noon time. What time is your appointment, mother? Twelve. Twelve. There you go, mother. Twelve o'clock is noon time. So the sixth hour in the Bible is what time? According to the sixth hour, according to eight verse nine. What time is that, mother? Six hours from twelve. No, no. What time is, we just got to read from the sixth hour to the ninth, right? Mm-hmm. And we read eight verse nine. The sixth hour is what time according to Amos eight verse nine? What time is the sixth hour according to Amos eight verse nine? Read, read verse nine again. Okay. Amos chapter 8, verse 9. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Yahweh, that I would cause the sun to go down at noon, and I would darken the earth. Or, or, or I can say the sixth hour. Or I can say the sixth hour. Because the sixth hour in the Bible is what time according to Amos verse 9, mother? Okay. 
According to Amos 8, verse 9, the sixth hour is what time according to the Bible in Amos 8, verse 9? What is the sixth hour? The sun go down at noon. The sun go down at noon. So noon is the sixth hour. Oh, okay. okay. The sun to go down at noon. At noon. So noon in the Bible is the sixth hour. So now let's look at our time. Noon is the sixth hour. From noon, at which is hour, six hours, 12 hours on our clock, 12 o'clock. And three hours from 12 o'clock on our time, what time is the most? Sixth hour to the ninth hour. Is, is the sixth hour is noon. The ninth hour is 3 p.m. So there's okay. 12, 1, 2, and 3. 12, 1, 2, 3. 12 o'clock, 1, 2, 3 is the time. He said, okay. it's going to happen, Amos. He said, 12 o'clock, which be the sixth hour. From the sixth hour to the ninth hour, it's going to be dark. So, and on the ninth hour, he's going to give up the ghost. So at 3 p.m., he's going to die. And it's prophesied in Amos 8, verse 9, that I will cause the sun to go down at the sixth hour, which is noon. And I will darken the earth as a clear day. So from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's when your son at his best. I'm going to darken the whole earth from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to see nothing. That's the sixth hour to the ninth hour. The sixth hour in the Bible is noon. The ninth hour in the Bible is 3 p.m. So from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, I'm going to cause the earth to be dark. Mm-hmm. And at 3 o'clock, he's going to die. Because he's a Passover lamb, Passover lamb. He gave up the, the breath time. Meaning okay. in the Bible, it's the ninth hour. So he stopped breathing at 3 p.m., mother. He was dead because he was a Passover lamb. He was dead. At 3 p.m., according to the Bible, he was dead. And it was still Passover, had plenty more time to come. Why? Because he's a Passover lamb. So, Mother, that Easter Sunday morning got nothing to do with the Bible because he was gone. Now we go and read. St. John chapter 20, mother. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get this in, and we'll, we'll, we'll read one verse at a time. Now, let's see if me and you talk some, and from this national audience, over 900,000 strong, let me and you do some talking after we read St. John 20, verse 1. Let's see the same mother in 20, verse 1. St. John 20, verse 1. St. 
John 20, verse 1 reads, The first day of the week, come Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre. And she Okay, seen, now let's talk, Mom. That's good, Mother. That's good. That's all I want. Let me and you talk now. Now, they came early on the first day of the week. What day is the first day of the week, Mother? Well, I, on, on our calendar, this calendar we go by is Sunday. Okay, Sunday. So, Sunday. Mary Magdalene's coming Sunday. Early of the first day of the week, while it's yet dark. When we leave class, when do we leave class, Mother? We get there Saturday around 12 o'clock. Then we stay till it get dark. <laughs> right? right? Right, Mother? Right. What time, what time is that when we leave? When we be leaving out, what time will we be leaving out? When the we'll be leaving out when? And what when that mean? For that. Okay, now what that mean then? That means that's the early part of the first day of the week. Because Sabbath day is over with. Right. You know how many times y'all say, oh, Sabbath day is over with. Mm-hmm. You know how many times the mother said, what time is the mother? Oh, Sabbath day is over with. What you mean? The sun went down. Sabbath day over with. Okay. So if the Sabbath day over with, then what come after the Sabbath day, mother? The first day of the week. Mm-hmm. See, we do with the Sabbath day. The sun went down. We do with it now. Now it's the first day of the week. So class mm-hmm. got to stop. So now we're in Sunday morning. We're in early part of Sunday morning, and the class is over with. The Sabbath mm-hmm. day is over with. But that's the beginning of the first day of the week called Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So now Mary Magdalene, they left the class like we do. We leave the class after the sunset. So we're going into the early part of Sunday morning. Right? Right. Now let's read verse 2. Now let's read a little bit. Now let's read verse 2. Matthew 20, verse 2. Book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 2. Then she runneth and came, cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciples, whom Yahweh loved and said unto them, They have taken away the Yahweh our they have taken away oh, yeah. the out of the sepulchre, and we know yeah. not where they have laid him. Oh. So, hold on, mother. hold on, mother. We're gonna do one verse at a time. So, mother, what, what are we gonna find out so far? The first day that we come at Mary Magdalene, when it was yet dark, when right. we leave class, it be on got dark. First day of the week. <laughs> And when he got there, it was dark, right, Mother? Right. And they said to Peter and and John, in verse 2, 
we don't know not where they have laid him. So what they saying, mother? They saying Sunday morning he was gone. Right. Right, mother? It was still dark yeah. in the early part of Sunday morning. And when they got there, he was gone. Is that what they said in, in verse 2? Right. Right. He was gone. But this is when we just leave in class. When we just leave in class on Saturday, when the sun set, that's the early part of Sunday morning. We head home now. When they went to visit the grave early, the beginning of Sunday morning, he wasn't even there. Is that what we read, Mother? Right. We know not where they have laid him. When is this? Why it was yet dark. Right. Why it was yet dark. You know, you know, Mother, when y'all said, Saturday uh, uh, over it. Why it's over it, Mother? It don't got dark outside. It's over it. So when Saturday was over with, because it got dark, they went, that's early Sunday morning, he was gone, Mother. He was gone. He was gone. He, was gone. Mm-hmm. he wasn't even there for Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Mother? Right. <laughs> he was gone. He was gone, Mother. They didn't mm-hmm. Sunday morning. He's gone. You know when we when we start leaving class, packing up to leave. Mm-hmm. That is early Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. When the sun set, we do it the Sabbath day. It's over with. The sun went down. Class over with. But that's the mm-hmm. early part of Sunday morning then. Mm-hmm. And when they got there, he was gone. Right. So it's supposed to be no such thing as no Easter Sunday morning because he was gone. He ain't risen mm-hmm. on no Sunday morning. Sunday morning he was gone. Now when the woman told Peter and them what they do in verse 3, one verse at a time, mama, verse 3. What happened in verse 3? John chapter 20, verse 3. Peter, therefore, went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. Uh-huh. So this is early Sunday morning. Now here come Peter and John. They run out because they, they didn't believe Mary or Magdalene. So they come breaking out running to go peep for themselves. Right, Mother? Mm-hmm. Early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning. Now, Peter and John, what they do in verse 4? One verse at a time, verse 4. What they do in verse 4? Verse 4, So they ran both together, and and the other disciples did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. Oh. So Peter must have been a big old burly man because John outran him. So John, they all run to the grave, grave site. So they ran to the grave site early Sunday morning, the beginning of Sunday morning, and what happened next in verse 5? Verse 5. And he stooped 
stooping down and looked in, saw the linen cloth laying yet lying. Yet meant he not in. <laughs> but they ain't go in. They peeked down and they see some clothes, mother. They peeked down in the sepulchre and they didn't go in there, but they see some clothes in there. They see some clothes, uh, mother. So they running early Sunday morning, just like we leave class Saturday night, early Sunday morning. And when they got to the grave site, they peeked in there, and all they seen was some clothes. Is that right, mother? Right. What happened in verse 6? Verse 6. Then came Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulchre. And see if the linen clothes like lie. Oh, now when Peter finally caught up, mother, he ran right past John and ran into the grave site and looked down there, and all he seen was what, mother, according to verse 6? What did he see? What did he see there early Sunday morning? What did he see? He saw the, uh, the, uh, the men in clothes lying there. That's all he seen was clothes. Mm-hmm. That's the right, mother. All he seen was clothes. When Peter got there early Sunday morning, too, and he ran in there and peeked, and all he seen was clothes. Is that right, mother? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Clothes. What happened in verse 7? Verse 7. And the napkin, and the napkin, that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. What what you mean by a napkin around his head? That means an Israelite barrier you cover the face up, mother. See, an Israelite barrier, you you don't go and peep into no coffin. He had a napkin. That was about his head. So his face was wrapped. So when he was taken to the grave, you couldn't see nothing, no part of him because he was all wrapped up. See, an Israelite barrier, you don't look down on no dead body and then you can reminisce. No, you remember the person as they once was and they strength. So an Israelite barrier, you wrap the face up. You wrap mm-hmm. the face up. You don't show the face no more. Because mm-hmm. that ain't what you want to remember the person by. You remember them in their strength. You don't go mm-hmm. and get in line and be looking down and nobody in no casket because the face is wrapped up. Is that what we read, Mother, in verse 7? Right. 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 Okay. His face is wrapped up. Good. What happened in verse 8? Verse 8. Then went in also the other disciples, which came first to the sepulchre. And and he saw and believed. Oh, so then, then John got enough nerve to go in and peek too. And he saw and believed. Believe what? Verse 9. 
verse 9. For as yet they knew not the scriptures that he must rise again from the dead. Oh, see, see that means, although he told them that he's going to be in the ground for three days and three nights, sometimes most you can tell somebody something, but it get past them. They didn't know that supposed to happen, although he told them, and sometimes you can tell somebody something, like they do old seal, they pay him no never mind. So he told them, and, and my fact, Let's read that verse, what he said to that mother. Put, put your marker there, mother. Go back to 12, verse 40 of Matthew. It'll be coming right back. Put your marker there. We're going to put it right back over. He told him plainly, mother, in 12, verse 40, what he was going to do. Or Matthew, what did he say he was going to do? Matthew, 12, verse 40. Yeah, 12, 40. Yeah, what did he say he was going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. The book, the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 40 reads, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. You see that? He told them, mother, but they didn't, they, see, it's like, it's like we tell them things now. Like, keep your parentheses on, keep the feast day, keep the Sabbath day. They don't pay us no never mind, mother. So that same thing they did here, they didn't, Peter and them didn't pay him no never mind. Mm-hmm. He told them exactly how long he going to be in there, and he going to get up out there and go on about his business. But they gave him, like they do old seal, they don't pay old seal no never mind. You see that, mother? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now, verse 10. Verse 10 reads, John chapter 20, verse 10. Then the disciples went away again unto their up own home. So then they left. So now they 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 complex. They don't know what's going on. They so they left. They ain't see nothing in there but clothes, and they left. Mm-hmm. Now remember, Mary Magdalene was there too. And what happened mm-hmm. next in verse number eleven? Verse eleven. But uh, John chapter twenty verse eleven. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping, and as she weeped. She stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. Uh-huh. So now she cried. Now she's looking down in there, too. Mm-hmm. And what happened next in verse 12? Verse 12. And she see two angels in the white sitting, <laughs> sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Yahweh had laid. Had laid. So that means mother was gone, wasn't it, mother? Had laid. She right. looked down there, and she ain't seen nothing. This mm-hmm. is Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. She don't see nothing, do she, mother? Hey, mother, she don't see okay. nothing, do she? Thank uh, you. 
You don't see the sun. You see the angel. Yeah, I know, but she don't see Yaqua the sun. No way in that grave, do she? Right. You don't see the sun. <laughs> right. And, and what time was this again in verse 1? What time was this when she didn't see nothing? Verse 1. Verse 1. Day of the week. On Sunday. What 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 time Sunday? According to verse one. When the sun went down. No, according to verse twenty verse one. What time, mother? According to twenty verse one. Read twenty verse one. Okay. The first day of the week came Mary Magdalene. Came Mary Magdalene. Early, when it was yet dark. <laughs> hey, hold on, mother. Hold on. Hold on, mother. What time she came, mother? Um, when it was yet dark. That's exactly right. When do we leave class, mother? When we leave class, uh, we get there on Saturday. What time we leave? When the sun go down. That's right. Yeah, if the sun go down, that's when that's when we that's when we break up from Saturday, right at the end of Saturday. That's when Mary she just come out of the Sabbath day class, and she left after the Sabbath day class to go to to go and do some things for Yaqua the song. He was gone, so she completed the Sabbath day class, and so she said on her way home, stop by, and. Uh, you know, put some ornaments on Yaquata's son. But she finished her class like we do. We finish our class, then we'll go in peace. But when she got there, he was gone, Mother. We're shutting down, Mother, because it's, just, it's too much for them. They can't stand no more. We're messing them up, Mother. Read verse 13. Give me a closing statement. That's it. We'll leave it like that to tomorrow. Verse 13. Verse 13, read. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto she said unto them, Because they have taken away my Yahweh, and I know not where they have laid him. <laughs> you hear that mother? She was talking to the angels and said she didn't know there was Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.